0: hey guys and welcome to another episode of self-deaf sundays the podcast do, 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 do. i think it's really clear that some of the learnings from this book has really helped ring so it gives you like a high level summary of everything that this guy had figured out the power of their subconscious mind and suggestions of ordinary tales and extraordinary dreams, and I'm so excited to have another guest with me today, who is Ari D. Yay! Hi, hello. <laughs> her name's not actually Ari Didi. I just call her Didi because, like, she's like my older sister. But you can kind of uh, give your intro for yourself. But before you do that, maybe I could just, like, you know, tell the people listening, you know, how we met and stuff as well. Um, basically, our parents knew each other, right? That's how we met. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So yeah, like. God, like years ago, isn't it? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The first time we met was, I think, like when I did my GCSEs, when I was like fifteen years old. So that was nearly like ten years ago now. How crazy is that?
1: Oh my God, has it been ten years already? Yeah, I was. Really we, were, we were babies. We were, we,
0: were, we were literally babies, and yeah, that's how we met. Like, um, we were part of the same family group, and we kind of grew up with each other. And even though we didn't like see each other often, like we used to have like dinner. Dinner parties, like with like you know our parents' houses, and then I think the more we grew up, like we realized how we were. I don't know how like we just grew closer, didn't we? We used to go camping, and then I think like Mm -hmm. V was part of the same group, and then like we just kind of got along and stuff, right? (laughs) (laughs) It just
1: just, just slowly became evident like our sense of humor is the same. (laughs) (laughs) we were talking in a group like we just get each other like, mm-hmm. you, me, me, and just be like oh, okay yeah <laughs> no that's no exception and we're not like, the only ones laughing
0: yeah i think <laughs> that's, that's how we summary it's the humor <laughs> isn't it it's the humor <laughs> And
1: we just like naturally migrated towards each other i think yeah,
0: yeah exactly and um and already she works in london i used to work in london and then yeah we just had like similar interests and kind of like d- did similar things and I think that was the reason why I kind of wanted to have you on board as well um, to kind of like share your story and you've kind of achieved a lot and, and done a lot and I guess that's something that we will kind of t- t- touch on throughout the episode but before we kind of jump in maybe do you want to start off with your kind of own name age and occupation
1: yeah so um, <clears throat> my name is Aridana, or Aridana. Yeah. <laughs> um, but everyone calls me Ari uh, so it's just so much easier. I am 28 years old and I am a senior project manager for NHS England.
0: And she recently got that job so huge congratulations as <laughs> oh, well. <middle> <laughs> <laughs> and also thank you for everything that you do because you like even before like you worked in the mental health kind of Branch of NHS right, and I think when we think about you know clapping for NHS and stuff, we think it's the people in the front line. But people like yourself, that there's a lot that happens behind the scenes that you know actually come up with the projects and campaigns and all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, thank you for what you do.
1: Oh no, not at all. I'm
0: Like uh, <laughs>
1: no, absolutely yeah. So we, I'm in the national mental health team. So it's rather than um, you know on the front line de- delivery side of things, it's more. Behind the scenes. Behind kind of the scenes. <laughs> behind the scenes, like policy setting, more like national focus. But um yeah, it's super interesting. And I was part of the, um it's really weird, we call this cell, <laughs> like the COVID response cell.
0: No. So um,
1: <laughs> I was part of that, uh, the mental health and learning disability and autism one. And I think, yeah, the past, I initially volunteered and it's just grew and grew. And it was a crazy couple of months, but yeah it's really interesting good really good learning experience
0: so yeah definitely and I think like if anything like now is the right time to really kind of test your you know capability and in the current climate and stuff and I'm sure we'll talk about that later on, but um, obviously that's what you do for a living and, you know, that's your day job and stuff. But to really get to know Ari like, my first question to you is actually understanding, you know, like, what drives you as an individual? Like, what would you say your key motivation is in everything Mm -hmm. that you do in your life?
1: I guess, so this comes... I think this ties in well with what I do for work as well. And the other day someone did say like, you're a bit of a workaholic. And I was like, I find that kind of like the same though. if You're passionate about what you do. Obviously it kind of merges into
0: one. It does. Um,
1: I, yeah, I think from the start, it's always been, I chose a career. And I guess even outside of career wise, it's, you know, like with volunteering, et cetera, it's all about helping people. So, mm. you know, if you did say like, what is your motivation? Is that, so whatever I can do, whether it's, yeah, at work or just little volunteering or little projects that I pick up, it will be kind of helping people would be at the forefront of everything. Mm. Um, and I think everything else kind of then falls into place like with that. So if there's, you know, let, a couple of years ago, I went to volunteer after the, like the Nepal earthquake. So then it wasn't a question of like, what do i need to do and kind of you know just sitting back it was like the drive to help people just kicked in and was just that was like the natural like choice or natural kind of um i said Instinct. kind of again to do <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah it was, it's just a natural kind of, like feeling Instinct, yeah instincts. that's the word yeah get like get get into action i guess yeah um yeah and that and i think I know that I've been listening to um your other guests as well so from a similar background and I think the question of you know just make wanting to make your parents proud that is- <laughs> <laughs>
0: that, that's definitely going to make our parents happy isn't it hearing that
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh is it, it? yeah just making sure that they you know I think it's as a child you know when you pick I think in year, in year nine my mum asked me what I wanted to do as a career, and I was like i want to be a fashion designer and she was like quickly veered me off into like <laughs> science yep science
0: <laughs> it's like uh, let, let me re- <laughs> realign your path in life it's like fashion designer <laughs> no way
1: <laughs> I think your parents have like this one mind of like oh my god what are they gonna do That they're gonna like veer off sidetrack you know all mm-hmm. this and so I think when you now I've got to a point where I'm like, okay, I think they're proud of me, and I think, like, <laughs> that um, it's, kind
0: worked of achieved out.
1: it's worked out really well. But, um, exactly, I'm a designer, because yeah, let's face it, I would have been terrible.
0: Um, but <laughs> you never know, <laughs> you could always have like a career change, <laughs>
1: exactly. It's yeah. never too but, late, but, <laughs> don't rule it out, um, yeah. And just being able to have, I guess, it's a bit of knowing that your parents are kind of like reassured that you're you're all right you're doing well that you can (laughs) look after yourself and I think because that's that's the main thing that they worry about you know they in the future years you don't want to be kind of like by yourself (laughs) or like um yeah so I think that is also my like huge huge um drive
0: for me Yeah. yeah definitely that sounds good and I guess like you know you mentioned helping people side of things and I guess that is very much linked to your role like you mentioned um but what where when or where did you think that kind of desire came about because you mentioned that you know you fell into the science route and maybe for the people wondering you could even like tell them about you know your degree and your master's Mm. and how that all evolved into your current role right but you know when did that kind of desire kind of kick in for you?
1: I don't I think so I did originally want to be um, a doctor, so I was on the natural classic Asian. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, taking all the boxes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so
1: we did. Yeah, I think it was. It was that. So it was in school. In yeah, right, just before I did my GCSEs, and that was kind of what I really wanted to do at that time. Mm. Um, but and then I think it was also like. It's really hard to explain because you don't. There wasn't anything specific that happened that was like, right, that's it. Mine made up. This is exactly how it's going to work. This is is exactly how it's going to be. But you know, as you start meeting new people, as you start kind of like doing extracurricular activities, as you start, you know, experiencing the world or the people more, it's a natural gravitation towards like, oh, like there's something you know really valuable that I could be doing here with my time with my. skills or you know even if it is sitting with someone for half an hour you know like let's say an elderly person in the community that's if that's what I can give then why not um and mm. it doesn't cost you anything but it, that to someone else could mean so much more um so I think that was yeah that was kind of what was behind it I guess like I'm able to do xyz why not why yeah, not exactly
0: yeah, and <laughs> yeah. Your- it's not just pinpointing one, uh, you know, one scenario or that one experience you had. It was more like an aggregate of everything that you've been through, right? And just putting your hand up and, and kind of wanting to help out when you can. And you did mention like volunteering quite a lot. And um, I think something that we have mentioned in a guest episode that's actually coming out this Sunday was that you know we are from Nepal, right? And that is mm-hmm. our kind of home country. That's where our parents are. And you know, there's a huge kind of life difference like if we were to be in Nepal at this time versus here and we're so lucky to get the education that we you know have here in the UK and yeah. we have the power to kind of give back and you know when the earthquake happened in Nepal um you you just sh- shot over there right so how, how yeah. was that experience like you know firstly like, how did you tell your mum that by the way I'm gonna go to Nepal where the earthquake just took place <laughs> to yeah. risk my life to give back and also secondly how was that experience you know what did you gain from that experience yeah.
1: i think that's that's so true because i think we are we did come from a country that doesn't have um a lot uh mm. so you so when you do find yourself in kind of a bit of a pri- privileged, privileged situation you that was i think that mentality of like okay i've been very lucky and i've been very you know blessed in so many ways like mm. how can i give some of that back because it it will be amazing um but yeah with the <laughs> quick stuff so I don't know so a group of my uh, my friends were quite um similar minded so th- mm. I think as soon as it happened and I remember this ha- so vividly because it was after my birthday so mm. we'd gone out for my birthday night and then we'd all woken up in the same house and then we just started getting over.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: like the first thing was like the Dara has like fallen over, which is like you know, the most famous like tower in Nepal. Everyone was like, what? What about the darara?
0: <laughs> Anything but the Dara. <laughs> <laughs> you can
1: see it from wherever you are in the valley. <laughs> yeah,
0: that, that's the one monument that, you know, we have got. Like that was our pride and joy. <laughs> yeah. Do
1: you know what? I was like, I never got to climb it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the first feeling you had. <laughs> All the regret.
1: <laughs> and just we Yeah we just kicked into gear in terms of We were like right what can we do from here We can't go out there straight away because The earthquakes were still like the aftershocks Were still happening mm. um, We set up a GoFundMe page We uh, I think it was around, it was Gurkha Cup round then It was in the summer as well so we set up A stall um, and we did loads of uh, Kind of fundraising stuff so I think we were giving away hugs <laughs> It's
0: free <laughs> I found a hug. <laughs> Did that work? Yeah, we were just like chasing people around the field. Like, it's like it's a bit yeah. Creepy. yeah, it's a bit creepy if you if you yeah. weren't doing it for charity. Exactly. But we had that to back you up, <laughs> right? I'm I I'm, I'm not a creep. It's for a good cause. <laughs> please, for please hug me.
1: <laughs> we were like selling T-shirts. We were making like jubbly. So we just anything that we could do just to raise money. And I think being also the Nepalese mentality you can if you know someone you can just be like oh you come here give me money <laughs>
0: mm, it's, all about the, it's a very tight-knit community isn't it
1: yeah mm. so every time and obviously that copies like where everyone comes to hang out so every time we saw someone be like "Yo, I haven't seen you in five years give me a pound
0: <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> I'm not gonna ask how you're doing just you know just, just cut to the case
1: <laughs> um and I know that the, there were quite a few other people there at the same time doing I think there were like sports challenges etc so it was a really nice feeling of community coming together for mm. something that we all love and cherish so much um, and then I I think it was around that time as well I was in a it was kind of my starter job and it wasn't really what I it wasn't a career job it was this is a job right now I need to be doing while I kind of work out what I Figure want to out. do and yeah so just before then like global health has always been a passion of mine um and just working internationally working kind of in with charities with kind of yeah different cultures different um different people and i was thinking of doing a master's on it anyway and then this came around and i was like this is exactly what i want to do i want to be there i want to be helping people in the future just get me like where do I sign up type thing. Um and so I take my money. Yeah. (laughs) And then so I but then I kind of wanted to I think for my parents it would have been better saying like I'm going out there to do something specific rather than I'm just gonna go out and go to like all these areas and not know you know, without a plan sort of thing.
0: Mm. So
1: I arranged um to go volunteer at this hospital in Dulikel. I don't know if you know, it's, it's on the outskirts of Kathmandu.
0: I, I love the place. I love. Yeah, like
1: yeah. so so beautiful, and I think it was um, really close to where the epicenter was. And mm-hmm. they have a mm-hmm. community sort of outreach program where they do those of uh, they drive out to these kind of remote areas and provide sort of medical care and sort of um, around teaching women as well on you know how to just kind of basic medical
0: uh yeah.
1: training and uh yeah just kind of like sustainable methods as well so it's kind of like a education as well as um providing medical um aid
0: yeah
1: so yeah and it worked out really well because obviously if you have family in Nepal you could just uh stay with them and yeah everything fell into place quite yeah. easily and then next thing i know i was just sat in heathrow being like <laughs> great, I'm going to Nepal for a month, and there's still aftershocks <laughs> going on, but, <laughs> This is it, this is it. This is it. But I, I didn't even think twice about it. It was, like, this is what I need to do, this is where I need to be. Mm. I, it, it, it didn't scare me. Uh, like, mm. there was no feeling of, oh, my God, like, what am I doing? This is stupid. It was more, like, get me out there, like, as soon as possible. Um... And yeah, it was, it was an amazing, amazing experience. Mm -hmm. I went to go, I mean, it was incredibly sad, like incredibly sad because we had to drive where we went to go to some of the villages. We had to drive through the destruction and it was just road, like just, you know, um, you go through... You just go through, like, towns when you're driving. Mm, so you'll mm. be, like, mountain, 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 like, or hill, and then you'll be, like, going through a town. And mm. either side, you've just got, like, houses everywhere, but the main road isn't in the middle. Mm. So you'd just be driving through these towns that are completely, like, rubble, just rubble, and then you'd just be... Hopeless. The families trying mm. to, like, clear their house, just with no equipment whatsoever. I didn't see any, you know, kind of professional... Clearing, I don't know,
0: yeah, what like happened. any any machines or like you know, like you know, any, know,
1: yeah, it was people with an axe or you know, a shovel, and that was it. And I was like, How and it was a month after everything happened, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, it's not like
0: it happened last night, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so it was a really, really eye opening experience. Um, but we got to work with, um some uh, people that I would have never worked with or met if I hadn't had this experience, and you yeah. know, we got talking. Did talk you go there I on your own? People. So I went. I went. Yeah, on my own. There That's was. It, it was <laughs> I remember the first day. There was all these um, doctors, um, and obviously,
0: i like, my nephews is so bad, especially when you have to be formal. He's <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, "Where's your mum when you need her?" <laughs> So I just rocked up, like, hi.
1: Like, <laughs> Can I help? <laughs> <laughs> All these, um, you know, quite a lot older, and obviously I look a little younger than my age, anyway. So, <laughs> they luckily, there were two other uh, similar to my age, a little bit older than I was. Um, they come from America, so one worked in public health, and I think they'd been doing work with that hospital for a while. And mm. the other was an emergency doctor, so like super experienced qualified um so they did their introduction they were like yeah like we're from america and cool and they they were so lovely so i did hang around with them most of the time as well when we used to do business we did go together Um, and i was like hi i'm Maradana. i'm from uk
0: I'm just here. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs>
1: was looking at me like, who is
0: it? Who wore this kid along. Yeah, okay. She's lost. <laughs> <laughs> she just like stumbled upon this event. <laughs> that makes sense. Like, you know, from everything that you said and the experience, like, it sounds incredible. Like, firstly, well done to you for actually doing it, because so many people say they want to do these things and like you know it's easier said than done but it takes I think it takes a lot of courage to actually go out and do it as well especially in that scenario like you know I I want to give but I want to help out but you know if someone told me go out and on your own I would be like ah you know like I think you just you just you just get yeah there is that fear aspect but especially for you as well like even though you're from there it's not like you were you know you don't know like the culture yeah. it's the same kind of thing so it was I'm sure it was like you said like an eye-opening in the sense of like firstly like you know like a humbling experience but more as a un- like learning about our own culture as well right yeah. yeah yeah
1: everyone yeah and I think because you know I am I am no value, but it doesn't mean that I understand because I haven't lived there for mm-hmm. you know I don't live there I don't know what's what's appropriate so it's saying but I think with us we always have that open mind mm. I think it's like not to you know if someone does something or you know because there are some behaviors that you'll just be like oh my god what is this but yeah. I think just that, like open mind and be like respectful of the culture and where you're from and I think that was like the main thing um, yeah, yeah
0: definitely and I think like you know going back to the question which I asked you was you know what drives you and you said helping people and you also touched on your degree and this idea around global health and then you like you said one you, you mentioned that everything fell into place mm-hmm. um, and then it just kind of worked out and you were able to give back and do something which was kind of related to your career your role but also you as a person and I think mm-hmm. that's quite an important message there is if you have that you know key for what you do um things do work in and things do fall, fall into place doesn't it and I think that's the yeah. perfect example yeah. of how you have kind of used that to your benefit um and able to kind of give back to our own country but also for you to grow as an individual which I'm sure you're going to take with kind of wherever you go now right like um, the experience that you had and the people and the connections that you made
1: a hundred percent and I think it goes I think back to your one of your latest podcasts that you and I think it was one with um your friend Susie as well mm, so it's similar experience and I think I res- that's what it resonated and when we've been talking about everything happens for a reason or everything will fall into place obviously there's the hard work that goes into it as well no yeah. doubt denying about that but because I you know not a lot of people know but I had to retake one of my years at uni as well because yeah. um well I d- I don't really know what happened back then but there was um I had like surgery around the same time, so I don't know if it was all linked, but that then you know I think completely changed the course of like what where I am now, and I don't think if that hadn't happened it was it was really horrible, like of the, it was really, yeah, tricky to maneuver everything and just being cut, like being like, "How am I going to get out of this and still be okay and just mm. still be you. you know where I need to be, but yeah, it completely resonate you know your what you guys were talking about as well in the
0: previous podcasts and I was like like 100% agree with this. yeah and I think one thing I've learned from you know talking to people like Susie and you and like my own life people just see like the best bits and people see oh you've got a degree you're traveling and it's all like you know rainbows and butterflies <laughs> but no like behind the scenes like we've had setbacks we've had nose in our faces and you know like there's so much that happens and I think like you mentioned the first fear is if you do have a setback is how am I going to get myself back up or mm. am I going to be left behind or like the you look at your peers and you're like oh my god they're doing better than me and you, you do yeah. start losing your self-confidence right am I good enough am I ever going to bounce back up and I think that's a normal feeling to feel but I think for the people listening as well like just like Susie has just like you have it's you know it's embracing that feeling and realizing that yes that happened for a reason right because if that hadn't have happened, like knows where you'd be today and I think that was part of your plan all along and and it happened for a reason and I think that's such a you know humbling way of looking at our future kind of experience as well because guarantee not everything's going to work according to our perfect plan but it's what we do after and I think you know before we jump into the future I think I do also want to kind of delve into your past where you know is there like one experience or an event that did happen where you were like, if that hadn't have happened, I wouldn't be the way the way I am today. And I think you know that could be from a career point of view, like growing up, the, the travels you've done and the setbacks you've had. Like, what's the first thing that comes in your mind? Because I want to get down like to the core of you know <laughs> what made you who you are. Because <laughs> you- I, oh, I,
1: I was saying this to my housemate yesterday. Like, I feel like my memory is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember my childhood, what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what even happened with the last 20 or whatever years?
1: Oh god, I I, I think the biggest learning curve definitely was around, it was a, like the final years of uni, mm. everything, because I think up until, you know, you, like college, uni, everything was just going as normal. I remember, because I went, I went to boarding school from, like, kind of like feeder, you know, um so we our schools are actually sister schools um
0: oh yeah uh, yeah a um, little, little fun fact I know no little fun fact I mean his was in Scotland and mine was in Dover I'm not sure who won there but. it's a tough one that <laughs> um, I, just,
1: I don't even remember I can't remember the feeling of um first time you're going away, you're, how old are you? What, 10, 11 years old? And you're taking this exam to go into the school that is miles away from your parents, your friends. Um, I don't, I think I remember just being like, I just need to do well in this test. And mm-hmm. that was it rather than be like, oh my God, I'm going to be away from like everyone that I know. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. it, it was just something that I had to do. And, you know, I just needed to get on with it type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that kind of feeling or that mentality is also apparent across and sort of what I do now like every day Mm. it's just I don't know it's it's kind of um I just need to I yeah I just need to get on and do it it's like yeah it's really hard to describe because it's not a yeah it's really hard to I don't know no no
0: no that that, yeah that makes sense and I think like you know you mentioned the phrase I just had to do it earlier on when you had to go to Nepal as well and I think it's that gut instinct and your gut feeling telling you to go away because something like a boarding school is a huge milestone especially when you're growing up and I never went to boarding school I I was with my parents my whole time and you know I kind of look back at if I was in year seven and I had to do that I don't know if I'd be able to do it in the sense of Mm -hmm. the way I, I think it goes down to parenting skills as well obviously our parents love us and they want us around forever but I think it's that doing things that's going to be beneficial for your future self, if that makes sense. And, you know, in the moment, I'm sure it was hard for you. Like, um, I don't know if it was hard for you or not, because in your head, you just had to go for it. But I'm sure it was hard for your parents to drop your first child, right? Yeah, the the child... Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I hope <Subhani's> not listening. <laughs> favorite I mean, I always say the firstborn's always a favourite anyway, so I don't know, it's a fact. <laughs> We've um,
1: been for them to love us
0: more. <laughs> exactly, yeah, that's the whole point. Um, but yeah, like, it, I'm sure it was kind of hard for them and, and for you as well, but I think that's when the most growth happened and yeah. it's interesting that you raised that point because from the memory that you do remember... <laughs> that's the first thing that kind of pops out right which is all around just going for it and you said I just had to do it um mm-hmm. and it was that calling right and you did it you grew out of it I'm sure like, your boarding experience was as you know wonderful it it, as it could have been like I don't know if it was in the moment but looking back I'm yeah, sure no. that helped you that helped shape you as an individual right because of the the independence and looking out for yourself and kind of owning your own life without you obviously your parents are there but not kind of mm-hmm. them um, monitoring every step that you do in a way right I think that's the benefit yeah. of boarding school
1: yeah definitely I think there were an element of that and also just I think who you are as a person because I think boarding school was a little tiny bubble with yeah. you know it was it was oh god I don't have no you know school is such uh horrible time I think for like everyone you know when you're a kid, like you're faced with so many different things you're faced with you know friendship groups like new relationships just oh god it was horrible <laughs> like, <when laughs>
0: I can see the terror in your eyes <laughs> <The flashbacks laughs> it's it is hard it's it is so <laughs> difficult isn't it
1: but I think coming out from that I recognised that I wasn't like I the nicest person that I could be mm. I think it was um you know you're trying to fit in you're trying to kind of yeah make friends and st- stay friends with people um so coming out of boarding school I think was also a bit of an eye-opener because yeah. and then some people that I met in college actually <clears throat> who I yeah just the kind of it made me realize what kind of person do you want to be out mm. of this I think it's all fitting together now really? <laughs> the helping people thing because I think I felt in myself that I was not a, like a horrible person but I was like I don't like that version of myself yeah. so then coming out of it you're like right how can I be the best version of myself not yeah. just to myself but to your friends your family you know making up for kind of the time that you didn't have together yeah. um and a friend <clears throat> when I met one of my best friends now and her I don't know it was always like you know it's so easy just to kind of gossip about people and Mm. you know I'm a lot more mindful of it now and it's um but she always used to be like oh but as long as they're happy you know like why 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 does it matter that Mm. you know who who doesn't matter and I think that has also been a massive kind of like learning curve to where I've ended up now because in myself you know whenever I feel like not as confident or bit a bit self, like low self-esteem about yourself but then it's like does it make me happy do I care what other people think no then just yeah. do it yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: yeah definitely that makes sense and I think you're so right right because when we're growing up we're, we're trying to find our identity and because we haven't fully grown into who we are and obviously it's an ongoing thing like we're still going to learn but you're so influenced by your surroundings right your circle mm-hmm. and this whole idea around can I fit in? Like, do I, are people talking about me? And I think that's such a common culture in school and you are, you, you're right. You're in that little bubble. And like, looking back now, you're like, it's, it was such a small part of your life, but it is kind of fundamental in kind of shaping you. And like, I, I look at my little cousin who, who who is going through that phase and I'm like, don't worry about it. Cause you know, you're going to grow up and you know, that's so, that's going to be so irrelevant when you are older, but then I do also respect where she is because when we were in that position we felt the exact same way right it's normal to like have those doubts and I think from everything that you went through as well and and you know what you said around being a bit mindful of your yourself and the kind of person you are and I think the example of your friend it's who you surround yourself with and I think sooner or later like you do find yourself right as cliche as it sounds like everyone is in that journey to find themselves or who they are and what that key purpose is and I think so often we're so it's so noisy like the world is so noisy that's telling you to be a certain way or a certain thing you're doing things to please other people but I think the true kind of liberation and freedom comes when you kind of align with you know what drives you which to your point is all around helping others and and yeah and also respecting without kind of like gossiping and which is a normal thing to do for a lot of us but it's like actually recognizing that they're like that for a reason and you know if that makes them happy that's part of their journey and you know, it is all yeah. part of their growth as well, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I, I, when you first asked me to kind of make uh, come on this podcast, I had started like noting some stuff down, just to kind of you know just gather I your think, thoughts, <laughs> gather my thoughts, and, and listening to other people as well. And you know, a lot of the things you know, similar, it's similar kind of feeling or experience, but different how you live through it is different but you, you, I guess you' you come out the other end all um, as the same mm. but yeah the main thing was around the the title of the podcast so I think
0: ordinary ordinary tales and extraordinary dreams. I had to think <laughs> as well for a second <laughs> was like, sure, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. um
1: yeah and it's that thing of the extraordinary part you know or the ordering part because I don't think I'm special or what my mum thinks differently but
0: (laughs) (laughs) the biggest fan ever
1: (laughs) I know in myself that I'm not gonna be I don't know I'm not gonna go to the moon I'm not gonna like create anything groundbreaking or Mm. I don't know I just I just feel like that's not
0: who you you are if it
1: happens great you know Mm. I'm all for it (laughs) but yeah but it's the I guess what makes yeah the things around me really special or me special is the people I guess that I surround myself with and how you know along your journey how you make them feel or how they make you feel which um you know I'm really inspiring people the my friends and um family and kind of acquaintances that you do surround yourself with so I think that's like that was like the first thing that came into my head Is like you know yeah it's all ordinary But it's who you, um, yeah, choose to associate with or surround yourself with that kind of that brings that extraordinary aspect out of it, I guess.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think that's very true. And one thing I've also learned is like similar to yourself, like when I look around in you know, my my circle and my family groups, there's so many extraordinary people, right? But they're ordinary Mm -hmm. at the same time. It's so weird. Yeah. so often the spotlight is only given to people who have made it like, I think that was the whole motivation like you know like Oprah has interviewees that have mm. made it in their fields and that's good and well but at the same time there are so many ordinary pe- people who are doing ordinary things but it's that adding the extra level of extraordinary with what feels right for you and even just talking to people like yourself and everyone I've talk- spoken with so far everyone's got so much to give and it, I think like from the conversations I had I have had and like you know Mm -hmm. you as well it's just kind of it's like one of those like faith in humanity's restored kind of thing and you know so often we just kind of carry on with our day jobs and you think that you're the only one that goes through this but like you said earlier on like you could relate to the episode with Susie like it just Mm -hmm. puts into perspective that we are all so different and individual, but we're also so similar in this at the yeah. same time. If that makes sense, it's such a oxymoron, isn't it? But that's exactly, exactly <laughs> what it is, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but I think that's what brings people together. You know, that's how you form your relationships because you have, you know, some of my friends that nothing in common, but we've gone through this maybe like one thing together, or you know, not part of my like normal group, but we share this one commonality, and that's I think, yeah, that that's what makes, yeah. That's, like, the special part about human beings and being friends. Yeah, it is really nice. And just kind of trying to, in your own way, understand, you know, or find things in your day-to-day life that. And especially now with all the COVID stuff happening, how do you – you could sit there, you know, for days on days on end and have your days exactly the same, but then how do you turn that into something that you find –
0: Joy in or you find special in, and then, yeah, yeah, go, yeah. <laughs> I think like yeah. you know, like you said earlier on, like you found that passion in your job, and you know it, it is so true that if you find that one thing that you love, and it, it people that have done that is, are so lucky where mm. they actually enjoy what they do and, and and I can totally relate and stuff, right, so I think you're right, like especially at the moment, it's finding those joy in those little things and and being appreciative of what we do have and I think that once again the humbleness and the, the the special gratitude maybe comes from our background the way we've been raised and also maybe our kind of past right um and yeah. I think that's the kind of like that that humility will kind of no matter what we do in the future like hopefully that's going to stick around uh, forever right and I think I think that's also a really good segue into like the future side of things mm-hmm. and going back to the name (laughs) ordinary tales and extraordinary dreams like we really got to know you I D like Anthony like from your beginning of what drives you helping people out and your experience incredible experience in Nepal also moving into that time you went to boarding school where you initially had that jolt of I just need to do these things and I think that's something you've carried forward with you in your in your career in your personal life and I'm sure that's something that you carry with you in the future as well as you grow develop and do new things, travel to new places, but I think, you know, moving on to the extraordinary dreams part, to really understand your future, I actually want to ask you, Ari, like, you know, what do you want your legacy to be? I'm sure you knew, you knew this is coming, right?
1: I'm going to trying to write my brain for an answer, <laughs> like, for weeks, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, in the sense that you know like I said before like I don't think I'm going to have my name printed on a huge building anywhere <laughs> unless I put it there myself um <laughs> just but in and that's absolutely fine because I know that's not um but it's more about so you know you have got a little sister um you have got younger siblings it's I want them to kind of have the their best kind of life as well so knowing that you've done or you've set yourself as a really good role model like an example Mm -hmm. um others in who are from a similar background to you especially my sister um uh, I want her to be like proud of me for like all the things I do so you know and then there's uh, there's going to be other girls in our community who are like that who might not you know just like me be like oh I don't actually know what I want to do but I know like roughly what I want to do and I don't know really how to get there or they might have some setbacks and it's been like it's absolutely fine like look, I turn out fine I think so
0: I, I, I think, think I'm a solid sort of person <laughs> <laughs> I think I came all right could have been all worse right. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> be honest I think I've all always <laughs> even like a nice adjective all right <laughs> like, <laughs> Just yeah average (laughs) pretty decent (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. but having like knowing that um yeah you've set yourself um to (laughs) do all right and you you are if you can do something anything no matter how small it is and someone else can take that away and you know help something again going back to helping people take help them to build their lives or take this little tiny nugget of information that I might have said today um Mm -hmm. and they follow through with that in their own lives um then that's I guess it's your legacy I I don't don't ask for much really but
0: that's not not much at all no but I think you're right right because I think like you said like some people have the aspiration to have their name painted on like you know a Hollywood Boulevard star thing (laughs) but like it's also being realistic, if that's your thing, go for it. But at the same time what you said around just doing the best you can for your loved ones to kinda look up to. And I think that's such an in like such a lovely kind of motivation for you as well because yeah, especially being an older sibling, like you do want to do well so that you kind of set the pathway or like, you know, Mm -hmm. pave the way even for your own brother, right? Or your own sister. And I think if they can take something away and they can learn something from you and it is kind of like having that accountability piece on yourself that I need to do well for my little ones, my little cousins, or just someone who is going to be in your situation next. Because just yeah. like we have looked up to people who are older than us, people younger than us will look up to us, right? That's just how life works. And that's how evolution, all of this kind of thing works. So I think that's such a achievable legacy for sure. And I'm sure you <laughs> will I'm sure I'm sure if I was to ask Savani like I'm sure she would say nothing but great things. And I think little siblings don't have the older siblings anyway. Um but yeah it helps with the older siblings doing all right. <laughs> all right <yeah. laughs> anyway. A lot
1: of it um I but yeah I find that also what I do. I don't mind like share you know amongst friends like it's great to talk about you know how work's going or how your personal life is going, but I've never been one to be in the spotlight, so that, mm-hmm. I think that's what I mean by like I'm not gonna have them. <laughs> like, yeah, well, because um, yeah, mum she used to do her own radio show, and it was like amazing. it was like a you know the um local community radio show, yeah. and that's so great, and she's like, and I, so think she's,
0: outspoken. like she's, I can yeah, I, I want to be her. <laughs> this is the goal hopefully the podcast will turn into maybe i can feature in her show <laughs> you know
1: yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> but, you know she's always in kind of the cultural shows like why don't you go dance like why don't you like
0: do she a moment
1: you set this up and like and that was never i'm mm. happy to take part or i'm happy to like help out in whatever way i can but i i don't think i like i never wanted to be in the spotlight someone else can have that um mm. you know and i'm sure it would be much better than i would it. <laughs> i went on to like um my mom's radio show once and she wanted to like interview me oh my god how, i was how old was i i think it was like 12 or 13 really shy really oh. at all and then my mom was like <laughs> So great for a radio show, yeah. Um, and it was just a recording that God, um, not like nothing. Like you know how much I'm talking now is probably would have been done by
0: now.
1: <laughs> oh, what's your name? Like, and i would just be giving like one word
0: <laughs> She's like, you, you're not working with me here. Like, you know, let's ban, let's turn into a conversation, not like a one word answer. <laughs> I can imagine that, you know, especially at that age. Like, you don't know what. To I feel like I bet you were terrified as well having that mic on your also if you I don't know if you've ever
1: been um, like in a radio station or something like that but when you're recording yourself you can hear yourself as well like the headphones and I hated the sound of my voice so I was just like yeah yeah, yeah.
0: just just stop talking (laughs) it's like that defeats the point of being a guest on the radio it's like she's not saying anything can we like send her back it's like this one this one's broken
1: (laughs) Like, your mum's just,
0: like, cr- yeah. just there, like cricket noises, like, uh, <laughs> it's a one way <laughs> conversation. <laughs> She's oh my God. Like music in the background, and it's just yeah.
1: a music show that I know it's not actually an interview. It's just yeah,
0: like AI. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat>
1: But lucky for you, I've
0: had years of experience since then. <laughs> I know it's like I picked the right time, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm glad that this is not a one-way podcast because that would be rather awkward. <laughs> that'd be so awkward. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've my lesson. yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. But that's so interesting, isn't it? Because <laughs> your mum and your both your mum and dad are both very outspoken. Like, yeah. you know, they, they they're like leaders in the uh, the community, and um, I think going back to your point, it's just doing what feels right for you and for you you know you want to do your thing and it's I think people that you know have like having spotlight on them and speaking like that's one way of doing your work but at the same time you could be working behind the scenes working so hard and you've done amazing in your field and you've progressed and I think like you know I look up to you you're like you know you're like an older sister kind of thing right so I think you inspire people without even you realizing if that makes sense and i remember like it's so interesting i've never shared the story with you but when i was first applying for uni and stuff um i wanted to study pharmacy and i think i kind of mentioned it on one of the older podcasts and i wanted i applied for brighton uni because of you like because you were there you were like loving like living their life and i was like i want to be like her and i remember when i even like applied for uni options i think i put like brighton as number one or something but yeah that was back in i never told you this story (laughs) yeah but that was like six years
1: that's so nice yeah
0: that's the thing right like you know you might be carrying on and doing your thing but you inspire people without realizing And I think even this conversation right like uh, it's like you will it will help someone out there without you realizing and I think as long as you do your part and you don't have to be on the spotlight all the time but your work will show for you and your whatever you do in the future will kind of show for you so yeah um but that Yeah. yeah that's so like crazy to reflect on it who would have thought like back in when i got you know when i applied that to now and would be having this conversation yeah
1: yeah definitely oh my gosh um yeah and i think the same with you as well it just well from where you started with this podcast you know and i as you go through your stories you just start listening to what you have to say and it because you do it in such a accessible way i guess because it's just you your thoughts you're just like talking and you're just being you and i think that's why i commented on one of your podcasts it's like it's just (laughs) so you like you just come through it so much um yeah and then it's to where you are now and like i'm so so excited to see like where it will be like in a year's time and just what sort of conversations we'll be having then as well
0: like I know. yeah it's so amazing so yeah I remember that comment that you said you're like okay, I'm like <laughs> laughing on my own because it's like <laughs> I'm like cracking jokes around and that's the thing like because you know me as well like it is like having a conversation like with you or like, like a yeah and stuff right like it doesn't feel like I'm trying to put on a show or like trying to be something I'm not because for me like I wouldn't say I like the spotlight but I think I just like Maybe I do. Yeah, I think I do. I just what a little bit. <laughs> like, well, Why am I saying? But no, like, I think it's more like getting your vo- like voice heard. I think that's where yeah. kind of yeah. passion comes from. But it's really interesting that you know. I'm glad that you know the true me has kind of c- kind of come through. And you're right. Something I've also mentioned to my friends is like, um imagine having the same conversation in ten years' time and seeing how our conversation would kind of differ or like evolve mm. in a way and like especially with you as well right in the next 10 years imagine how much more experiences we've had how much we would have grown that'd be a completely different mm-hmm. conversation i think that'd be such a fun like reunion as well I mean. definitely that'd yeah so
1: just kind of reflecting because i think reflection is always good and you know getting into the habit of reflecting is is um what i'm like aiming to do and i think with work as well like that's what um that was actually what they said in my interview uh, that. I stood out because I was reflecting on, because I was doing the kind of doing the role anyway. So, but I was reflecting on my right. part, the experience and like what I'd been doing. That was what was really special and what was really unique about the interviews. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do it more then. Um, yeah. But yeah, that. I think it's always, and I think it helps with your, you know, when we, we were talking earlier about um, confidence and, you know, shyness, but I think I've looked back on it myself in the past year, and the confidence is just. Shut up. Yeah, I'm not the most confident person now, but it's just, you, you know, like when you reflect back on things and be like, oh, I never would have said that, or I never would mm. have done that, like, let's say a couple of years ago. But now I'm like, you know, yeah, able to do that. And I do feel myself like talking about things more and vocalizing more. But it's, it's baby set. It's nothing, you know, you don't need to change your entire life to feel that way or to get there. But mm. yeah, it's, it's, which I think is like, more fun then because it's just that like you can do it every day you know it's part
0: yeah. of your daily life. yeah I think that's so interesting because reflection the thing about reflection is also having awareness of your feelings and your behavior and your actions because the whole mm. thing of reflection is looking back at how you've behaved in the past and then how can I learn from it and then I apply that knowledge in my future kind of situations and stuff mm-hmm. and I think you know with everything in life like especially around self-development as well which is the whole premise of the show is the only way you can develop yourself is by understanding where your weaknesses lie, where you need to work on. And then through reflection, you identify that, right? But the people that are unaware or the ones that have not developed are the ones that don't do the reflection. And as a result, they don't grow. Right. And I think that's such an interesting way of looking at reflection, which I hadn't thought about before. Like even things like journaling or looking at things in your past and how you could have done differently. I think that's a huge part of development, right?
1: Mm, yeah yeah i've um yeah journaling is uh something i'm not great at it i think it's it there's not really a structure around journaling i think i started off as a resolution this year to be every day write something that makes you happy or what you're grateful for and i've started off something it's something small and some days i do forget to write in it so i'll just mm-hmm. be like oh
0: i think i had a conversation with my friend
1: and that, that we lulled at like for ages so like, that'll be my thing yeah. something so like you know it doesn't have to be this great profound thing but um yeah which i've been doing every day which is really good and then i've obviously been writing about the whole lockdown experience and just every time i feel something like writing it down mm-hmm. Um, but even like I'll look back a couple of months ago, and I'm just like, whoa, like,
0: mm. <laughs> like
1: whoa, yeah. yeah. So just think, yeah, like you said, when we come back to it, when we yeah, reflect on this whole experience in a years time and whatnot. Um, yeah. yeah,
0: I'm excited. Yeah, it's, it's just documenting your growth, right? That's so yeah. like, it's so fun, and I think I, I I'm getting into the habit. I, I go from ups and downs as well. Sometimes I'm like feeling yeah. it, sometimes I'm not. Um, I'm trying that gratitude thing as well. So it would be really fun to look at um, and take from there yeah <laughs> yeah but um yeah so I think Arithi, the last question from my side I think I mentioned on the email as well was any recommendations from you because like you know you mm-hmm. like reading your books and, and you know podcasts and stuff like that but from a self-development point of view and for what's worked for you is there something that you know you've come across or read like a quote or an, like anything mm. that you want to share with the listeners that's like you know oh my god like you know they need to listen to it or they need to read it what's the you know what's the person that comes in your mind
1: Um, so I do listen to few podcasts mm-hmm. so i think it obviously when i was commuting from home like yourself podcasts were like <laughs> the <laughs> thing <laughs> um which which is a shame because obviously i'm not commuting anymore we going from upstairs to downstairs yeah. <laughs> i'm not, not
0: really. no. just- that would have to be a very short podcast
1: <laughs> <laughs> <It was> just, <laughs> okay. just, with your podcast it was just be the bit where you go do 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 and then it just stops I'm like oh i'm at work now
0: <laughs> i have to wait another day <laughs> <laughs> it takes you- it takes you- a month to get to one episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh in can I
1: wait, does it just have to be one or
0: <laughs> Oh and then you can throw like top three. I'll be nice. <laughs>
1: um, so there's a the book, uh I think it I don't know if it's been mentioned here before. Um, The Five People You Meet in Heaven. Oh my god. Yes, yeah, so that yeah. was one of my Perry
0: the Perry mentioned it, I think.
1: Yeah, our oh. book club book. Um and again, my memory is so bad, so I tend to like read things and then I'm like, unless I write things out I don't like remember it. Yeah. Um, but there's a couple of uh takeaways from that book that are just like, oh yeah, yeah, mm. you can relate to
0: me and you're just like, <laughs> yep <laughs>
1: <laughs> um and in terms of podcasts, there's uh I really like um how to fail by Elizabeth Day. So she did do a book.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um she has a book out and it's called how to fail, but her podcast is she brings on, um, guests, uh, famous guests. So writers, comedians, um, like female males. Um, and they, rather than talk about how you, you know, the the success around it, it is more, um, pick out the points in your life where you didn't, you didn't succeed or like, you know, you would have had to take a few steps to get here in a lot of kind of mm. fall downs and talk about those fall downs so it kind of it's I love that, idea. I like that. I love um, that idea.
0: yeah I think a lot of people yeah. can to that as well I'm definitely yeah
1: that. and I funny enough um I really my favorite favorite podcast um episode of that one was oh no there's two people there's one Phoebe Waller-Bridge who I'm obsessed with yeah um, I want to be her best friend um, <laughs> She's like, like down to earth, and I just think we we'll just have a really good time together on a night out.
0: DMs. Yeah. Like, can I be your friend, please?
1: <laughs> and I also really like um, Camilla Thurlow. So she.
0: Oh my god, was, the Love Island girl.
1: Yeah, but the way she talks is just like. It's so nice.
0: It's so soothing, isn't it? Like it's so like yeah,
1: yeah. She's really just. I could honestly just listen to her for days and days, and she talks about. She she used before she went into Love Island. She went. She used to work for Halo, so I think they clear mines in um where there's been war um and stuff, and then so they would go around and clearing all like the landmines there. So really like life literally your life is on the line for your yeah. job um but yeah i i really like listening to it i really like her podcast um, um and yeah so that's that's yeah if you've got a time
0: check it out to listen,
1: check it out yeah do
0: no plug i love that so that's the book and the podcast right that's it yeah the book and then yeah yeah okay perfect podcast yeah so I, I was nice i let you add that extra one but no that sounds so really good and i think i've read five people you meet in heaven as well and it's such a good like realization kind of thing isn't it it's like yeah you yeah, do no. for reason. i think like this is something that we touched on i don't know or earlier on as well is that everything does happen for a reason and this is funnily enough this is something that i mentioned on today's episode as well episode out eight eight is out <laughs> a little plug but it's going to be weird because this is going to go on in the future but the whole kind of um talk is around like everything happens for a reason but more from a like a soul evolution point of view like our experiences everything is put in our life for a reason right so I think that's a really good way to kind of look at our experiences but also the individuals that we meet and I think that's a great book to kind of like you said like be like oh yeah mm-hmm. resonate with that and also this other one like I think this is it's interesting because the, ho- the whole how to fail is something that I resonate with as well from like a or like the ordinary tells extraordinary mm-hmm. dreams point of view is so often rather than focusing on the success let's talk about the ordinary things and I think yeah failure is obviously quite a big part of ordinary tales and where we are so I'm definitely going to check that out and yeah for people listening as well check it out as well so thank you so much for the recommendations <laughs> no worries
1: I've been checking out all other people have been recommending as well so it's, it's yeah it's really good yeah.
0: it's interesting isn't it because it's like you think that everyone's going to say the same thing but also one thing I've realized is that everyone has taken each question in their own way and like you know it's like a different mm-hmm. angle but it's once again it's just really interesting to kind of hear and kind of get to know people on like a personal level rather than just what you see on instagram or you know what their title is like and stuff but no that's been so much fun and yeah that brings us to the end of the podcast we have been speaking for a while (laughs) thank you thank you bye Thank you guys once again for listening to another episode of the podcast. Hope you guys found it as enjoyable as I did recording it. And if you want to share some feedback or show some support, feel free to follow me on at self Sundays with a double S on Instagram. And I look forward to catching you same time next week. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>